0: Super Talk Mississippi media production. He's the former president and publisher of the Sun-Herald, and now he's on the radio. Welcome to Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
1: 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. I really enjoyed that conversation with Frank Bardot. It takes so many amazing people Committed to the community to make this place work. And uh Frank is just another example. Now we're gonna move to one of the best examples of someone who's really committed to the community, and that is Leonard Papania, the former chief of police for the city of Guffmore. How you doing, old friend? I am doing well, Ricky. And you? I'm doing great, man. Look, we've been doing this show in January. We celebrated one year. You know, I I came into this and said, I'm gonna give it a try. You know, I'll, I'll give it a few months. And here we are nearly 500 conversations later and we're still going strong. And I've, I've really enjoyed it. I, I find this a privilege to be able to share, you know, your story and to talk to, to you about why you love coastal Mississippi. And it's just been a, been an honor to have this opportunity. Well, thank you. Yeah. So look, here's the thing I want to do. Um, I want to, I, but I want to share with you something that you actually responded to. It's something that Rebecca kramer Kajan um, uh, posted from Martin Luther King. And it, I shared this at the beginning of the show. And it said, I've decided to stick with love. Hate is too great a burden to bear. And then after that, I shared something from my friend Stacy Wadrock, which is to say, peace is not when everyone agrees. It is when we can respect our disagreements and still play in the same s- sandbox together. You know, of Mississippi is a sandbox. And there's a bunch of different points of view out there. And we live in a political world today where there's so much division but it's so interesting, as I look back on your career, you were always focused on listening to all sides, trying to do the best you could to find peace in the community, mostly to listen and understand other people's perspectives. Um, and that gave you hope, didn't it? It gave you hope that in the community, we could find that common ground, didn't it?
0: Oh, yeah, it's absolutely.
1: So t- tell me, if you look back on all of that, what, what did you learn from that?
0: I, I learned a lot, and I, I tell you, um, uh, we live in a time where, for some reason, uh, uh, people are drawn to find what makes them adverse with others. And uh, 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 with this new job, I travel a lot, and and I listen to to people like you, Ricky, on on, on the radio. And uh, I heard a gentleman speaking the other day, and and what he said was was really to the point, and I wish I could give him credit. Um, but he said. We should never support a political party or a politician unconditionally. And it really speaks to the heart of the matter. Um, Who we are as individuals is important. And when we align ourselves uh, uh, to groups or or engage in tribalism, um, uh, we deviate from from our individual uh, uh, beings and And we should celebrate that we are all individuals. and And, in spite of a disagreement of of this or that, I think we need to continue to engage one another in a, a much more respectful way than what we're seeing.
1: It's true. um i've I've talked often about something that Matthew McConaughey is doing in Austin. He's the Minister of Culture there, and what he's trying to do, And what he is doing, working with the mayor there to capture the sort of the essence of Austin. So as new people move into the area, he doesn't want um, he doesn't want Austin and the mayor doesn't want Austin to become what the communities they came from were. There's a reason they let those communities. But when they come to come to Austin, he wants them to be reminded about the essence of this community, what makes it so special. And that those that those values and that culture is the, the thing that brings us together. Um, But if we look to political dimensions to define us, we're going to be divided. That's just the reality of it all. Right. Uh, I think we have hope. And, you know, it's interesting as you think, as you sort of played out your career, no matter how difficult the situation was, you were always willing to listen. You were always willing to go sit down with whoever was involved in a particular issue and hear their point of view, which is one of the reasons I think that you'll be a great liaison in your in your current role. You, you mentioned current role. We hadn't said what that was, but you're. You've joined a company called Ocean, Ocean's Healthcare, and uh, they're, they're a behavioral health system. They're involved in mental health, and you are a, an enforcement and community outreach liaison, which se- seems to be a really good fit for you. How do you, how do you read that?
0: Uh, well, uh, fit is really interesting. Uh, when I was contacted by the uh, CEO, uh, Stuart Archer, um, he had me on an advisory board while I was chief of police, and, and he said, look... Uh, uh, we have psychiatric hospitals, but my concern is how we're engaging with our community partners, especially law enforcement. And he says, I think it's important we look at those relationships and make sure we're doing the best. And the reason for that is so many times uh, these community partners and law enforcement are the first to engage a patient, a person in need of services. And what we're ultimately trying to do is move that person from a, a place of need to an attachment of of resource, and and the better understanding uh, we have with our partners, um, uh, the better off we do, and ultimately uh, the better product we give to those people in need.
1: Well, you know, you and I talked about this in depth in our we've we've had several Coastview sessions together, but the very first one, we talked about what you learned in the community as the police chief about about the the role that mental health played in so many of the situations that you dealt with then you talked about the work that you were doing in the homeless community that so many in the homeless community what brought them there to begin with was something so in, usually not always sometimes it was economic but um but but mental health played a big role there but throughout your career you've really you've really gone to school on the role that mental health plays and the quality of life that so many people aren't able to achieve. And it's so interesting to me now that you've now that you retired from the Gulfport Police Department, that you've sort of transitioned into this area that seemed to be a passion of yours the entire time that you were in the police department. Is that true?
0: It is, it is. And, and, and I tell you, it, it was a great opportunity. And um, uh, when I was contacted by Oceans, uh, I really wanted to know where they were on the subject matter, and as I engage the senior team up there, though it's a private hospital uh, company, their passion is, is the patient, and and getting people back put together and, and back towards their lives and back in their community in a timely manner and keeping them connected with services is what this company is all about, and that's when I knew uh, uh, the fit would be good for me. And, you know, in so many jobs, there's a hard four corners. The employer places on somebody. And I, I tell you, Ricky, I, I'm just blessed. This company just kind of lets me uh, uh, do my thing. And and uh, uh, it, it's been great. I, I get to see so many different communities. We're in three different states. And I spend a lot of time and I'm starting to see some best practices.
1: Yeah, one of the things that you've always been aware of is that there's a lack of resources in the community, and um, that is, does that get frustrating to you to see that you know this person had this, this uh, uh, you know, if they had this help or this just resource, they could get themselves out of this situation. Is that frustrating to you? And and how does Ocean Healthcare sort of bridge some of those gaps?
0: Well, y- y- you know, it's uh uh. The The whole issue of, of mental health and, and uh, those who suffer with um, issues of mental health, it, it's aggravating because it starts with our, our, our whole approach in society is bad. So many times you see somebody who is suffering um, with a mental health issue, and a lot of times the response is, well, they just need to get themselves together. You know, they need to get over that and move on. We don't say that about people with cancer. We don't say about people who have broken backs. You know, we attend to the needs to make them whole again. But for some reason, and and there's just a long thing in our culture, uh, uh, we're standoffish with it. And, And what's really bad is when members of our community have the unfortunate issue where somebody in their family, somebody close to them, needs it. Very few people know how to navigate the mental health system. And it becomes frustrating and and sometimes uh, it becomes costly. Uh, um, I've seen many families who struggle to understand how to connect with the mental health system and and take care of their loved ones. And, And we as a society need to do a lot better job than what we're doing.
1: When I was at the Sun Herald, I, I became kind of a, a division director at the company when I was in my 20s, which you know, I'll look back at Roland I think, that had he lost his mind. But I remember being this human sponge. I knew there was a lot I needed to learn. So I was constantly taking every opportunity I could to learn. And then when I got involved in corporate projects, it took me all over the country. And, you know, it was so interesting as I gained perspectives uh, beyond what we did at the sun Herald to see how did they do it in Miami? How did they do it in San Jose? How did they do it in Charlotte? But the opportunity you're having now to sort of go over the Texas and Louisiana, it's that same awareness, isn't it? Just, just, Uh, just a human sponge, aren't you?
0: It is. And it's really fascinating. You know, uh, some uh, of the, I'll give you some quick examples in Texas. If a law enforcement officer engages somebody having an acute episode on the roadside, it's not uncommon that law enforcement officer, to have that patient with him as he seeks out resources for 12 hours, driving wow. hundreds of miles to connect him with a needed resource. That's not the way we should be. Uh, the demands on law enforcement are enough, and and you know it's interesting. Everybody always complains about law enforcement. But we always turn to them to solve all, all the problems. And, and dumping mental health on law enforcement and not giving them the resources and the connections they need, it, it, it's a travesty. And, and that's one of the things our company is allowing me to go work in these communities and help solve that.
1: This is Leonard Papanya. He's the former chief of police for Gulfport Police Department. We're talking about sort of his new passion now that he's retired. And when we come back after this break, we'll talk a little bit about, more about what is Ocean's Healthcare. And uh, where does he see himself going from here? We'll coast see you. View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota.
0: Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast
1: 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We have Leonard Papania with us. He's the former chief of police for the city of Gulfport, and he is working these days uh, for a company by the name of Oceans Healthcare. You're actually in Shreveport today having this conversation with us. I, I'm assuming you're in a hotel room, huh?
0: I am. Yeah. Yes,
1: I am. And you're you work you work as a general rule out of the Plano, Plano, Texas office. However, you're working virtually for the most part. Uh, but tell me about Ocean's Healthcare. What what is this company?
0: Well, it, it it's i uh, use uh, Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, uh, Tomorrow, we bring our first patients into Louisiana Behavioral Health, and it's a partnership we have with LSU and Ochsner's. Um, Historically, uh, their psychiatric patients were placed on the 10th floor at the uh, uh, LSU Ochsner's Hospital here. What the patient is going to get now uh, when they come into our Louisiana Behavioral Health is... um, they're going to be able to engage in more uh, uh, therapeutic measures, uh, group activities. Uh, they're going to have access uh, to exterior locations. And it, it's just a better setup, you know, to take a mental health patient. And and by no means am I a, an authority on on therapy or treatment, but Seeing what I, I see from my perspective is taking a patient, locking them in a room and, and you know, just keeping them medicated doesn't always accomplish everything you need. And and uh, the conditions that we try and provide uh, through Ocean's Health Care is with uh, therapy and group therapy and and not... Not to keep them long-term, but to get them uh, in such a way that intensive outpatient and a continuum of care can be put in place uh, so they can re-engage with their community and their family.
1: So when they, in your role as a community liaison uh, with law enforcement, talk to me about what is specifically, what is that role?
0: (laughs) Uh, I'll go, um, uh, again, uh, looking at Texas, I'll go out there and talk uh, to the law enforcement officers and see what hurdles they're having from the time they engage a patient to getting them connected with resources. And what Oceans wants to do is make sure that we're streamlining it so so we can get that patient connected with services uh, better. And um, so I, I will make contact with those community partners. And it all starts with a conversation and then just problem solving from there.
1: I'm curious, um, when you look back uh, at being police chief, what do you miss most about that?
0: Guy, without a doubt, Ricky, the people. You know, I went to having an entourage every day, a circle of friends, you know, people I could cut up with, to being a lonely guy in a hotel room talking to you. (laughs)
1: I I see that too, man. I I see that so clearly. Did you get any time off between, you so you got, you you, you retired in August and you started this gig, but did you get any really good quality time off?
0: Yeah, I had about five weeks. I managed to uh, binge watch Ozarks and some other stuff and and my wife knew it was time to get me either uh, 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 back in a job or she was going to have to do something with me.
1: I remember John Harrison, you know, CEO of Hancock Bank. But he, he, when he heard that I was retiring, he said, "Okay, what are you going to do now?" I said, "I'm not going to do anything." He said, "No, no, you don't understand. Your personality is not going to let you sit still. You know, you know, you. What are you going to do?" I said, "No, literally, I'm going to spend time at our place up in the Delta, and I'm going to spend time with grandkids and Ann. I'm going to enjoy life, and I did for four years, man. But it wasn't until I did this show that I realized." How important it was for me to connect to the community, and really, I tell you, the other thing I realized, and I'm sure you're playing, playing out in your world as well, is how much I learned over the years about what's what makes a community tick, and what you know how to how, you know what it takes to build a great community, and it, you know it's every day I'm, I'm I, I kind of say wow I forgot that I, you know you you forget you forget what you knew you know what I mean do, do you, does that hit you that way in your role as well.
0: By no means was I ready to be put on a shelf. Um, You know, I look around the world and I know I'm not happy with what I see. But instead of sitting and complaining, I try to find a way to engage in it and and change it. And, you know, honestly, Ricky, what you and I do, it's grassroots. Uh, We're trying to make our community better. You know, we're not going to solve the whole world's problems. But if we can fix our community and make it a better place, we're doing something.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, you have to play your role. I mean, (laughs) none of us, none of us, none of us can do it alone. It it takes a village to, to make a community better. But, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to see and to really, you know, it's interesting in my prior world, and I'm sure you felt the same way that you get moving so fast, you never get a chance to like look somebody in the eyes and get to know them the way you probably should get to know them because you're just moving so fast. And what I've had the opportunity now to do is sort of circle back and spend 24 hours on a single person or maybe two people and just get to get to know get to know them better and what i'm i'm getting a heck of a lot more from these conversations than i'm the audience is getting but it's a it's just a it's just an honor to be able to do that and uh you know we're running out of time but but leonard keep up the great work when you when you have something that that you've learned about what's happening is one of these other communities and you get you get really uh I wound up about it. Call me and let's let's talk about it because you 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 always bring great information to the table when we get together.
0: I appreciate it, and I will. And it's coming.
1: <laughs> Good. I'm glad. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to that conversation. This is a uh, Leonard Papania, the former chief of police for the city of Gulfport, and he's now currently working for Ocean's Healthcare around the mental health community. So we'll see you soon, uh, Leonard, and uh, have a great day. Take care, Ricky. Broadcasting safe and sound from the coastal Mississippi studios. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk 103.1.
0: A Super Talk Mississippi media production.